0: He alone is worthy. Amen? Amen. Take your Bibles. Turn to the book of Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 1. We pick up today in verse 2. And you're going, well, I missed last week. Well, what you missed was one verse last week. But God showed up and we had a big time last week. And if you weren't here and you want to catch that, then you can go on the church website or our Facebook page and you can capture that and... um catch back up on that, but uh, it's on page 1,396 in your Pew Bible, Second Peter chapter 1. We will stand in a moment and read three verses. We're going to read through verse 4 today. Zeke, thank you for leading worship today. Church, as you can tell, Zach is he- not here. Zach and Jennifer are on a, are on their 25th wedding anniversary trip. This week, they are on an all-inclusive trip to Barbados. Now, somebody has to be in Barbados today, and Zach and Jennifer decided they would bear the burden for all of us. Pray for them to have an enjoyable and restful time as they celebrate this wonderful anniversary milestone 25 years. Angela and I will celebrate our 35th anniversary this year. And I know some of you are thinking, how in the world can Angela be old enough to be married to you for 35 years? Others are you are thinking, 35 years, that's so sweet. That's such a good start to a marriage because many of you have been married many, many years. In 2008, it was our 20th anniversary, and uh, Angela's husband planned an all-inclusive trip for them to Mexico. And I will tell you this, All-inclusive, that's the way to go on a vacation. We could eat what we wanted, when we wanted, as often as we wanted. We had access to all the amenities of the resort, all the activities, all the entertainment. We had maid service. We had concierge service, even though I didn't know what that was. We had room service. We had butler service. You name it, it was included. All-inclusive, when you look at the definition of it, is Includes all the essentials. Another definition of all-inclusive is includes everything. Synonyms of the word all-inclusive are comprehensive, thorough, complete, and exhaustive. Now, I will tell you this. All-inclusive on a vacation, if you get a chance to do it, you should do it. It is worthwhile. But all-inclusive is also expensive. The cost of benefiting from all of the inclusions in an all-inclusive vacation is high, but I believe it to be very, very worth it. And it's with that backdrop I ask you to stand with me. We'll read from the book of 2 Peter, chapter 1. I'm going to read verses 2 through 4. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God, Keep your scripture open. We're going to be walking back through this in the next few minutes. I know that the call to action, or some of you call it the bulletin that you have, has lines on it that you can take notes. Many of you are keeping notes in other ways, but I encourage you to be a note taker. I know to me it keeps me more engaged in what is going on. Now, I mentioned last week we began our sermon series through the book of 2 Peter by taking a giant step through verse 1. Allow me to just summarize... That one verse that we covered last week, which I believe is the basis, the foundation of the rest of the book. Peter told us that he had become both a bond servant, which we defined as one yielded to God, and he was an apostle, one called and then sent obediently by God to Jesus Christ. Peter tells us that he's writing this letter in verse 1 to, to those who have obtained like precious faith. And Peter told us that this like, precious faith was provided by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. That our faith is a gift through Jesus Christ that saves us. Now this was an awesome verse, but church, can I tell you, that is not all that Jesus has provided for us. It gets so much better. And as we see in today's verses, Jesus has not only provided for our salvation, but he has provided for us an all-inclusive life that He desires for us to have. So before we break down these verses, I wanted to address what I mentioned just a moment ago in the opening, the cost of an all-inclusive uh, life being very high. Zach and Jennifer are benefiting from being all-inclusive, but they're also having to pay for it, as we did. There is a cost that comes with that. Write this. I've already got it marked in my Bible, but write this for note taker down. I want to remind you of the cost of... This all-inclusive life that Jesus desires for us to have. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 53. I'm going to read verses 4 through 12. You don't need to look it up because I'm getting ready to start reading it now. But Isaiah said this hundreds of years before Jesus even came. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon, upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he, not, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led away as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was stricken. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet, catch this, church, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, and made intercession for the transgressors. We mentioned last week that this faith, if you know Christ as your Savior, this like, precious faith is a gift from God. Your eternal life through Jesus comes at an unthinkable cost. We stand on this Memorial Day, and we think back of the costs that it's maintained as our country to be able to fight for, and try to grab a hold of our freedom, which is very tenuous always. But what God has done through Jesus is perfect, and it's for everybody, and it desires to give you grace. But it cost God greatly, His own Son. And you catch that scripture, God's love for you is so great that He was pleased to yield His Son so that He could die for you, so that you could come to an eternal life through Jesus. So take a moment to allow that love, the act of God, to sink in. Be thankful and praise Him for that love that He showed through Jesus on the cross. The cost of this all-inclusive life that Christ is desiring us to have was very high. Verse 2, going back to today's passage, verse 2 starts with grace and peace. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ has three benefits. I was reading, Warren, where's because these three benefits, spiritual commodities, things that can only be gained through Jesus. Now, last week we talked in verse 1 how the first thing that we are granted because of and only through Jesus is our faith. We are made righteous. When you accept Jesus as His righteousness becomes your righteousness. Church, our righteousness can only come from Jesus. His life, His death, and His resurrection, the gospel is the only way for us to be able to have salvation. Titus 3, 5 says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Now, our righteousness that we get through Jesus is a, Spiritual commodity, a benefit that we gain. Today's verses tell us of two more. Grace. Grace is defined as God's favor to the undeserving. God in His mercy does not give us what we deserve. God in His grace gives us what we don't deserve. John chapter 1 verse 16 tells us that God channels His grace to us through Jesus Christ. Not only are we given grace, but Scripture teaches us right here that we are given peace. The result of this righteousness and this grace that God has provided to us through Christ is peace. Peace with God. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. But not only do we get peace with God, Scripture teaches that we get the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So allow me to stay with this all-inclusive theme for just a minute. Look at verse 3. It says, His divine power, that would be Jesus, has given to us all things that pertain to life. And godliness. Now, church, look at that. That verse 3 says, has given. That's a very important way to look at this because we need to understand that this is something that has already been provided to you through Jesus if you've accepted Jesus as your Savior. You have already, this scripture teaches us, through Jesus, been given all that you need to live lives of Godliness. When you were born into the family of God through faith in Jesus Christ, you were born complete. God gives you everything you will ever need for life and godliness. Did you know that nothing if you once you become a child of God, nothing ever needs to be added to your life? Write down this scripture. Colossians chapter two, verses eight through ten says this beware. Lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him, that is Jesus Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him who is the head of all principality and power. Jesus reminds us that nothing, once you come to know Jesus, nothing ever needs to be added to your life for you to be all that God wants you to be. But church, we also need to recognize there is also not something that could be added if it were needed. Because Jesus is that thorough. Jesus is all that we need. Amen? Jesus is all you need. Now, every now and then, I don't know about you, but every now and then, I go to the mailbox. Well, most of the time I go to the mailbox where I live, it's empty. I think that they've decided that I only need to get mail like once a week or twice a week. Anybody else? I used to get mail every day. And then things have tightened up. I don't know about you, but I I don't even think they come to our house very often anymore. But either way, I go to the mailbox... And every now and then, I, like you maybe, I get this letter and it opens it up and it's from a car that I have owned, maybe one I currently own, or maybe one that I've owned in the past. And they go, we love that you bought this car, but we have found out that this car has something wrong with it. We now are putting in a recall and all you need to do is go to such and such place, schedule such and such appointment, and we will take care of everything for you because... We're afraid if you don't take care of this, something really bad is going to happen to you. Now, that's my reading of it. Now, if I don't own that car any longer, I throw that away. But if I, hold, if I still have that car, I'm probably going to act on the fact that they're telling me that something is wrong. What they're telling me is this. We sold you a, what we thought was a fully functioning vehicle. But we have now learned through failure that you need something to be done to your car. We can fix it and make it all you thought you were getting in the original purchase. Can I tell you that God never has to recall any of His children? They have everything and they are lacking nothing. I just want to make this point. Scripture teaches that when you came to know Christ, you were given everything for godliness. You were were given everything. Jesus has provided all-inclusive. You have His righteousness, His grace, His peace. You've been provided His Word. You are full of of His Holy Spirit. He promises His return. And verse 4 says that these are the exceedingly great and precious promises. Peter tells us that you have all you need to live a life pleasing to God. But church, can I share with you that these verses also show that you have some personal responsibility. Now, let's just be pretty clear here. You do not have to complete works. This is not you having to work for your salvation. You have been granted that through the grace of God. His righteousness, His grace, His peace. But if you are going to benefit from the all-inclusive nature of what God has desired, if you're going to become godly and all that God wants you to be, you do have some responsibility. Responsibility seems like such a forceful word. To me, it could be you have a privilege. You have a natural inclination. You have a new heart and so you will want to live a new life verses two and three point out this requirement look at this keeping it in context i mean this this. verse two grace and peace be multiplied to you catch this church in the knowledge of god and jesus our lord look at verse three keeping it in context his divine power has been given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him Just as a baby is born with all it needs for life, it just needs to grow. So the Christian has all that is needed, except he needs to grow. Now this knowledge that verses 2 and 3 tell us about is not some theoretical knowledge, not some academic knowledge. This knowledge is a personal knowledge. It is an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. As we, as Matthew six thirty three says, seek Him first, we will experience all of His love, all of His word, all of His correction, all of His teaching, all of His leading, as He begins to transform us. This transformation should be seen as Him helping us understand the righteousness and the grace and the peace that we have obtained through faith. Have you ever grown from when you've come to know Christ and then when you understood Scripture more fully, you're going oh my goodness, He really loves me. He really provided for me. He really wants me to have. That's called spiritual maturity. We're growing as we spend time getting to know our Savior through His Word. This is us yielding and growing in our understanding and acceptance of what He, Jesus, has already done for us. This should be seen as the goal of the Christian. As the goal of one that verse 1 says has obtained like precious faith. When you accepted Jesus and you obtained that like precious faith. When you got the righteousness of Christ. When you got the grace of God. When you got the peace of God. It should be a natural desire of your life to become all that God has set for you. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 puts it this way. And it is my prayer, Paul writes, that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. He says, I want you to fall in love with Jesus more. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 and 17 talking about God's word says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every Good work. God says, you need to be in my word. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3 says, We ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers, as it is right, because your faith is growing abundantly. We should pray for one another. We should be thankful to see God moving and working and growing in us. People come to me and they go, Jeff, there's a lot of stuff going on at First Baptist Church. We got people being baptized we got lives being changed. We've got people coming to know the Lord. It's really an exciting time, amen? But can I tell you, church, that if we do not grow, if these people that have come to know Christ do not grow, if those of us that have come to know Christ don't continue to grow, if we don't stay praying, if we don't stay in God's Word, if we don't stay yielded to the Spirit of God, if we don't stay obedient to the Word of God, we will not grow, And one day we will look back and go, do you remember when? Church, I don't want to ever go back. God has said, I have for you an all-inclusive life. That Jesus paid it all for you. I've given you everything you need. Now live it. And the way that you live it, verses 2 and 3 said, is by growing in your knowledge of Jesus. Growing. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm therefore and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Do you know there are times in this world that we are free as a child of God and then all of a sudden if we're not careful, the world will come or we will allow and we'll put ourselves right back into bondage. Right back into the same old problems, the same old challenges that we were set free from. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. God says, if you will allow me to continue to transform your life, you will become the person that I have always intended for you to be. So let me take us back to this all-inclusive theme. While we, Angela and I, 15 years ago were on our trip, the first few days while we were on this all-inclusive resort, I carried my wallet or I carried some money because I did not fully understand the nature of being all-inclusive. I assumed that even though it was all-inclusive, that there would still be things that I would have to pay for that there will still be costs, that all-inclusive did not mean all-inclusive. Child of God, if you have obtained like precious faith through the righteousness of Jesus, you have also received grace and peace. But can I tell you, as, my, as I interact and as I get to walk with you and walk with other people in this world, and as I see it in my own tendencies, so many times we carry our wallets with us, thinking Jesus is good, but somehow not enough, that there must be something I must do, something I must pay, something I must earn. That's the death knell of the church. When we walk around going, we've been given everything, but we still try to figure out what we have to do to get it. Church, it's all-inclusive. It's been paid for. It's yours already. But that attitude of us carrying our wallet around, us thinking that we have to somehow earn, do, provide, that somehow Jesus is not enough. Church, Jesus is all-inclusive. When He provides you with His righteousness, His grace, and His peace, you don't need anything else. It's funny, on this vacation... Once I finally put my wallet away, I began to understand and appreciate all the benefits of all inclusive. Once I understood that spiritually speaking, when I came to know Christ, that He had provided everything for me, that's when I really began to live. Began to live. You guys get it. It's all good. It's all good. John 10:10, Jesus said, The thief does not come but to steal and to kill and to destroy. You know what the thief's telling me? Hey, keep your wallet with you. There will be a price to this. This is too good to be true. It is not all-inclusive. You just need to be careful. That's what the thief wants to tell you. That's what the thief is telling you right now. There's something you're carrying around, something that you know is going to cost you, something that's going to rise back up and get you because this is just too good to be true. John ten ten goes on though. Jesus said, but I have come, that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. Some translations say they may have life to the full. Through the righteousness, grace, and peace of Christ, you can have a full life. Once I understood what Christ had provided, it caused me to desire Him more and more and more. Once you understand the truth of His Word, it makes you want to read the Word more. Once you understand the purpose of His Spirit to draw you to be more like Christ, you want to yield to it more. You want to serve more. You want to give more. Not because you have to, but because you get to. Church, we are not a have-to people anymore. When you know Jesus, you don't have to do anything. You get to. I tell you what, once you cross over from have-to to to get-to, this life that Jesus has provided for you will begin to really mean something to you. Let me ask you this question. What is God asking you to put away today? I told you I was on vacation, carried my wallet with me because I just knew this was too good to be true. What's God asking you to put away What are you not experiencing because you're holding on to something else? What are you still carrying around? What are you still holding back from Christ? It is time to put your wallet away. And it was in this moment I was writing, and I put, it's time to put your wallet away. And then I wrote dot, 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 which... I think it's technically an ellipsis. I do it if I text you. I do it if I I just do it all the time. I don't know why, but I put dot, dot, dot. Because Jesus paid it all. Now we're preparing to sing that song in just a minute as part of our invitation. But allow me first to provide the words up front to you so that you'll hear them. I hear the Master say, Thy strength indeed is small, Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone. Came and changed the leper spots and it melted the heart of stone. And when before the throne I stand in him complete, Jesus died my soul to save, my lips shall still repeat. Those are the verses. Here's the chorus. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Church, today, if you know Jesus, do you recognize all that you received? Are you living that life that God has provided for you? Or are you still carrying something around that Jesus today would just tell you, please set that down. I took care of it. Today, maybe you don't know Jesus and you're going, oh, this sounds too good to be true. Well, let me tell you, it is true. And it is too good. I encourage you, maybe today, the Lord is calling you, whether you're online, with us, on the phone with us, or in this room, maybe the Lord is saying, you need to trust me today.